Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're taking a look at the recent victory of Leicester City in the Premiership. Um, this was a team which had a price of 5,000 to 1 against of winning the Premiership at the start of the season. So, Peter, uh, can you lead us in, uh, tell us, give us the context here, what am I talking about, what happened with Leicester City in the 2015-16 season? So, first of all, I think we should caveat to say that we, we none of us know very much about football at all, um, so uh, apologies to any football fans, particularly Leicester City fans out there, because uh, we don't want to offend, but I think what, what... Well, actually, can I just, sorry to interrupt, I don't want to caveat that further, because on the weekend I gave Nick a call, and uh, talking about preparing for this, actually... And I said, hey, Nicky, so look, let's just talk before eight o'clock because, you know, we don't want to miss the big game, okay? Um, which was the opening match of, of, of Euro 2016. And Nick went, what game? So, <laughs> so, so I'm very doubtful about anything that Nick has to say on this. So let's see. But sorry, Peter, I interrupted you there. Go ahead. So, yeah, I think the, aside from the fact that it was, it seemed uh, fairly unlikely, I think there was a big shock. I mean, it took, uh, took people by surprise, it's fair to say. Um, and uh, obviously a very good victory, and everyone's very happy in Leicester about about this. Um, the, uh, the but I want to talk about the 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 odds. I mean, the odds the odds originally were five thousand to one, and the people the the, the companies that that run um, the, the the bookies that that, that 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 provide this sort of betting services, they know what they're doing, right? They, they they're profitable. Otherwise, they they would have they would have died out a long time ago. Um, so they originally priced it at five thousand to one. Um, now, if you knew nothing about the, any of the teams, I think there were 20 teams in the Premiership. Mm -hmm, that's correct. Um, if you knew nothing about the teams, aside from maybe the names, um, you, you, you would assume that any given team has a 1 in 20 chance of winning. Um, so to go from 1 in 20 to down to 5,000 to 1 um, is, is quite a big difference. So they, they've obviously applied some thought and said, well, given their current uh, given their previous history and their mm. current players and all these other factors we're going to moderate that right down to 5001 um so it's quite a big jump but they they were very quick to change the odds i think within a couple of weeks they they, they revised it back up to 100 to 1 mm -hmm. and then and then weeks later um much less than that again so i think the uh, so the it, it, saying 5001 is extremely unlikely yes but i'm not saying that that's that was a silly thing to do to start with mm. now the independent reported that the the overall payout they're going to have to the, 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 the is was around 25 million mm -hmm. um now that ain't that much if you consider that that 5001 that's a 5000 pound bet mm -hmm. now you could imagine that there's one fanatical leicester fan who would be willing to put 5000 pounds on at 5001 mm -hmm. in the hope that they would win. So you know, the big the, the twenty five million payout isn't that much at, at five thousand to one. Uh, yeah. So I I want to disagree with Peter here about about the fact that five thousand to one was in any way reasonable. Um, I think this is a, a it's a massive pricing failure on on the part of the uh, bookies, whether or not they ended up losing loads of money. Um, the 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 fact is no no team in the in any league ought to have odds of five thousand to one of of winning the league and my reasoning would be thus right um 
I actually, first of all, you've got to sort of say, well, what what ought the probability to be? Roughly, sure. what should it be? And um, the question is there, What another way of putting that is, what information do we have about this team's chances of winning? Now, with, with Leicester, uh, the way that, as I understand it, the the reason that um, you know that they were considered not to be a likely contender was that they were had essentially just just been promoted into the Premiership, um, and um, you know and on on that basis were considered to be obviously in some sense not as good as those established Premiership teams like Chelsea or Man United. But I I did a bit of research here and I looked back. Well, how many teams have got promoted into the league, to the top league, the Premiership or the First Division? You know, going back in time, mm. um, and won in that same season, mm. and it, five, I think. Over Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield, eighteen ninety eight, Everton, okay. nineteen thirty two, Spurs in nineteen fifty one, Ipswich in sixty two, and Notts Forest in seventy eight, and now of course Leicester in twenty sixteen. Now, now, how many teams have ever been? promoted into the premiership uh well i i i think it's about somewhere somewhere around about sort of 300 mm-hmm. I, I think they may have changed the rules about how many people get how many teams go into the premiership mm. every every year so in the whole history of the the football league right mm. um there, there have been about 300 teams of which uh, you know in that position in leicester's position and f- five of them have won the league, right? Mm. That is odds of around about 60 to 1. Mm. In order to justify odds of 5,000 to 1, you would have to have information that that meant that Leicester was somehow completely and utterly hopeless, that they were much worse than the average team that gets promoted into the Premiership, right? And I don't think that anyone had that information. And it's true that odds are a price, in a sense. You know, they're a price... And Peter's absolutely right. The the price did fall. So the question is, where did that five thousand to one come from? And um, I think if we the the idea that bookies are you know have some kind of fantastic algorithm to which we're not party uh, is not borne out by what I understand anecdotally from how they set prices to begin with, uh, which which I think is based on um, often just sort of you know intuition, i.e., not much. But there could be other things as well. But I mean, I'll come on to that in a moment. But so, may, so hold on. So, perhaps if you, us three got together and said, "Right, we're going to be, um, we're going to be Aleph Tell Me Studios football team," and we somehow get into the Premiership, just us three on the team, then we should have been at five thousand to one or something like that, right? Or yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, but that that wouldn't happen. I mean, that's the point. You wouldn't, exactly the it's, three it's, of us <laughs> would not. But that isn't the position Leicester were in. They weren't. Right, no, of they course, weren't I, three people who just started yeah. their own football. But that's team. the point I'm trying to make: that five thousand to one would be as appropriate for us. That would the, be right you know, if, by some freak, you know, uh, because if because all the other team because all the other teams somehow died yeah. or something, and we ended up being another, then yeah, I, that yeah. would be. But I, but I don't. What what made Leicester so much worse? Sure. Than all those other sort of three, let's say 300 teams who've ever been promoted into yeah, yeah. that. I mean, uh, I think you could still sort of um, um, lengthen the odds a bit by, I mean, I, I think it's, and I think you'd accept as well, it's a sort of reasonably, it's a good start to say, okay, look, there's a five in 300 chance, okay? And then you can do a little bit more qualitative analysis and see where you are mm. and sort of lengthen it a bit further. But even so, you would never get to 5,000 to one. So, which leads to the reason, to the question that, um, yeah, so, I think we're talking about two things, actual odds or chances of something happening and um, the price or the odds that um, a professional, a commercial organisation puts on on something happening. Now, it's my 
guess i think there's an element of there's more kind of as you say intuition about it than we might imagine but also it could just be about driving business okay that it just seems so unlikely you know hey let's put a million to one on this that it's to attract um it's just to it's a marketing ploy essentially and makes people go yeah i'll put a pound on that yeah i Um, think that i think that's it i think there's definitely they they moderate the odds like that a bit to generate business generate interest to begin with because there will be plenty of city fans the city fans who would say yeah five pounds to one i like my team that's worth a few quid um and it's sort of an introductory offer i think and as i said i think it was very quickly revised yeah. based on um uh the new but based on bets and uh, i'm sure i'm sure they, they there's a bayesian like approach where the more bets uh, uh that they um particular odds attracts changes the odds it's sort of done on a market-based uh, approach so because the people people betting on that gives you information that they think it's a, a viable thing that might happen mm-hmm. so you revise your odds based on that mm-hmm. so i uh, i think that um the five hundred one is just it was a bit sensationalist you know it's just that was mm-hmm. its introductory offer at the very very beginning um and it quickly went down to i think uh 100 to one which mm-hmm. was more reasonable and more in line with the order of magnitude that next suggests mm-hmm. okay i mean the the question of because you raised an interesting question there about should the should the the odds that bookies offer differ dramatically from the the probability of something happening? And I just want to I to explain that I don't we're not saying here that the probability is some objective thing we can measure, right? We can't. It's not a feature of the world. Probability is a feature of the information you have. So so what reasons do you have to think that Leicester is you know more or less likely to win than some other team in that reference class of newly promoted teams? Mm-hmm. Um, but but let's assume so let's assume that you know given some set of information there's there's an appropriate probability to put on it now bookies odds that they offer will diverge from that for a good reason which is they have to make money yeah. so bookies odds are all slightly worse um than they should be uh, in, as a punter yeah because the bookies typically if you add up the probabilities that are implied by the odds you'll find that they're you know between five and ten percent uh, they add up to 110% essentially so they're all offering slightly worse odds but but the the take that aside from it let's assume that bookies are non-profit for a minute okay. and they want to they want to make sure that they are um pricing uh, bets sort of appropriately if the non the non-profit the kind of uh, budget neutral odds are the correct odds that they so mm-hmm. because if they diverged, you could make arbitrage profit. You could, mm-hmm. you could, you know, if you're offering me twenty to one on something that I happen to know is ten percent likely, then I will bankrupt you. If you keep doing that, I'm going to bankrupt you eventually. Now, it might going back to something Peter said is, you know, well, they kind of got away with it. Well, they, you might, right? You might get away with it nine times out of ten, but that one time you're going to be sunk, right? So you might take. You might take my million pounds nine times out of ten, but that one time out of ten, you're going to have to pay up twenty million pounds. Mm. That so so the odds ought to converge on the the probability that something will happen. And if 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 bookies are not doing that, then eventually they will go out of business. But as Peter says, you you can get away you can get away with some deviations in the short term. And you know, especially when it comes to things that are fairly unlikely. You know, if what we're saying is that this thing has an odd has a sort of true odds of 60 to 1 then you might go 50 years without the bookies having to be called out on it but that one time is when they'll end up losing 
I'm not sure I, I when you kept pointing emphatically at me when you were talking about this as, as if I'm running around chucking my money and my million pounds at Leicester. I've, I've got better things to spend my million pounds on, to be frank. But um, well, there, but there is a tip here. If, you, if anyone offers you odds of more than about 100 to 1 on any team, take it. Take it yeah. yeah. Okay, well, look, on that note... Um, do, are any of you gamblers? Do you do you do you do you do you actually? I've got a friend who who gambles, and he doesn't like the word gamble. He bets. Um, so, are any of you betting men? No. I yeah. Well, let, let, we should put our money where all, our mouth is. We are all gamblers. No, 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 no. We are all no, making no, decisions no. under uncertainty no, no, all the time. No, no. If you if you go and get a fixed rate mortgage rather than a, rather than a flexible rate no, mortgage, no, you're gambling, no, no, right? No. If you if you decide to get the train because you think that you know it, you're going to get there quicker, but you know there's a slightly higher probability of delay vis a vis the tube, you're gambling. People gamble all the time. Now, but but in in uh, I I used to play poker. Yeah. quite a lot but okay. um but most poker players will tell you it will be even more emphatic that that isn't gambling um sure. it, it, but it but i mean it is it, but if you're pl- if you're playing properly then you will be pricing your behavior appropriately correct and being a good poker player is about pricing the action that you're being asked to take correctly and saying well is are the odds uh good you know are they better or worse than than um uh than what i'm actually being offered um, that, that so so good uh, poker player playing it involves making lots and lots of uh, judicious um, uh, actions of, of effectively comparing the odds that that you are effectively offering when you when you put your bet in um, c- c- to the to the to what you think the actual the chances of of, of winning are. So sure. yeah, and 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 also there's the sort of behaviour sort of stuff and showing people sort of and what's the word I'm looking for bluffing and all that kind of stuff as well. But we won't go into that. But well, actually, all of that is there's not so often people no, talk about that as though it's psychological. But but bluffing is purely is a is a part of good poker. Well, strategy. no, it is. But I'm talking about you know just, I'm talking about you know how you come across when you're doing that as well. Um, and it's not that it's not just probability and pricing and modifying your behaviour. And yes, I accept that bluffing is a, is exactly derived from that. But there's how good you are at acting and things like that. I'm talking about. But, I, I, um, yeah, suddenly, I'm sorry, I've got all confrontational. Sorry, so suddenly, sorry. But and actually, I was wrong when you when you was going. Well, we gamble all the time. We bet all the time. And I was going, no, 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 no. But actually, that's really what we want to talk about because we really we're having a wider. We want this to be a wider discussion. So um, l- let's just sort of pick up on that a little bit. So. Well, two things. One, I think we should have um, a, a trip sometime, us three, and go off to Newmarket or something, and go and go betting for the day, and just see—I don't know—just see where we go with that. We, we actually we could record it as well. That would be quite good fun. That's the first thing. Um, are we all up for that? Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Good. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's good. And the second thing is, look. So I probably should have devoted more time to this, but let, let's talk about these wider things. So, what's the what are the practical applications of what we've been talking about here? Because we've been talking about Leicester, and actually none of us really bet on this kind of stuff. But how can we apply what we've talked about there with Leicester to our everyday lives? Um, does anyone want to pick up on that? Is that a good question? Does anyone? You, yeah. I think um, when when uh, you should bear in mind making financial decisions like mortgages, whether they go to fixed rate or variable rate, or whether you uh, take on the the fixed rate for your energy bills. Bear in mind that all of these things are profit-making products provided to you by the banks and Mm -hmm. the insurance companies and the energy companies. They're there to make a profit as much as they are to provide a service. 
So and the, 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 these these new this new range, this sort of multiplying of different possible products, is just a way of them carving up the market into different, more intelligent slices. So they can target different people. So bear that in mind when you're when you're uh, making your decisions, um, that um, the company will be that's giving you this service will be making a profit. But that's not to say that there won't be a package that's more right for you mm-hmm. uh, and your appetite for risk and your understanding of the market. So mm-hmm. if you're you happen to trade uh, in energy and you know that the energy prices are going to be fixed uh, or, or going to go down then you can use that knowledge to to uh, to select your your tariff I, i've got a slightly more general piece of advice that i think is you know I, I used to tell people quite a lot when we were in the when i was working in the ministry of defense which is that um nothing there's always going to be more uncertainty than you think don't anyone who says this is 99 percent certain to happen is is lying right and now i know this is sort of all stupid right, all right obviously some things are kind of pretty much on rails right so you know we know the motion of the planets is fairly fixed you know yeah. but, but in the real world the things that people worry about uh, political developments you know what's going to happen in uh, with a military campaign or you know what what the impact of an education policy will be or what's going to happen when you know when when we have the referendum there is always more uncertainty than 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 people think and and i think we should always say okay well here's my i'm 90 i might be 90 percent sure but there's always a chunk left that means you've got something wrong mm. and that's where you know and that, that's the equivalent of uh, pricing leicester at five thousand to one right nothing is ever that uncertain um got it okay no that's good that's a good moral um okay so that being the case just to wrap up when British gas, British gas comes to me and said, "Right, Fraser, I'm going to give you five thousand to one on on Dobbins Doors winning the Grand National," I should take it. Why would British Gas be offering you that? I'm just trying to make a joke. <laughs> just <laughs> let's wrap I up. Don't, I don't get it. This <laughs> is like all my jokes, unfortunately. Yeah, so let's wrap up there. That was odds, and what do they mean? Thanks, chaps. That's uh, me, Fraser, and Nick Hare, and Peter Coghill. Thank you very much from the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. Until next time, thanks. Bye-bye.